0: Uh hi there, listener. Um, at some point in this episode I'm going to warn you that we're gonna talk about stuff that's in Carmen writer W and there's gonna be spoilers. Um I'm just letting you know now, before the music starts, uh that turns out to be a total fucking lie. <laughs> 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 what whatever we tell you at the start of the episode of the introduction, we were wrong. This became something else.
1: <laughs> oh, Okay, so, one of the biggest events, in our wheelhouse at least, is Infinity War. And if you're not talking about Catholicism or appropriation, you're talking about that. And as no strangers to jumping on a bandwagon while it's hot, we're here today to talk to you about Common Rider.
0: Because fuck Thanos when we can talk about karate bug people. <laughs> and haunted cars! Yeah, baby!
1: <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby! Motorcycles! The Standoffs have a motorcycle? No! <laughs> Thanos do rider kicks? No. He punches things, which is also cool, but not as cool as rider kicks.
0: And it doesn't have a bike called the Hard Boilder.
1: Man, look, I I, mean, I like the Hard Boilder and everything, but Battlehopper is the best motorcycle ever. Battlehopper All right, so- will take a fucking building to the face for you, even though when you ride around on that home-wrecking hussy road sector. Fuck you, road sector. Battlehopper's where it's at. I'm sorry. Um, right. He's got strong right.
0: feelings about motorbikes
1: i got strong feelings about fucking hopping, man. Battlehop
0: is the best. All right, so just, just some quick rules from the outset. I recently <laughs> finished watching my first Kamen Rider series, Kamen Rider Double, which is from 2009. I watched the whole thing over the course of a couple of months. Um, That's
1: 40 and, episodes, y'all.
0: Uh, 48, yeah. Um, also, three movies. I haven't seen the last two movies, but other than that, anyway. Um, but... Oh also the two probably- spin-off
1: movies from the characters from the secondary writer and also the villain from the first movie get their own movies. So there's yeah. those two.
0: Uh there will almost certainly be spoilers for Carmen Rider Double in this episode. Folks that? Uh, though. If you if you don't want those spoilers and if you just want to hear me. Talon Lee, for some reason, giving you my opinion of Kamen Rider Double uh, and whether or not you should watch it. It's really fun. It's really good. I liked it a bunch. Um, it's really sincere and earnest. And if you're like the kind of nerd I am, there's a lot to like get out of like just watching the way this thing got made and the ideas they're doing and like underlying story structure and everything. It's really good. Go watch it. Don't, don't feel cringy about it because, you know, it's, it's all a rubber suits and stuff. Show.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh. that's the thing. For me, for me, Toku, that is the genre. Like, if they was to take all that out and go, like, really modern and American and all CGI, I wouldn't want to watch it. Yeah. You know? The suit, cause, like, there's a lot to be said about, like, practical effects and, like, the value of that. Have you seen that, um, little news Damn. story about that?
0: Hmm? Let's just finish the rules. <laughs> so, there will be spoilers <laughs> when come. There will be spoilers for Kamen Rider Double. Please, um, don't, don't, like, you know, you don't have to listen if you don't want to, but I can't guarantee I won't talk about stuff that happens in Double. We're going to try to keep the spoilers for other series relatively low-key, or just, like, single big things, rather than, like, in-depth discussions. But we shouldn't need to, right?
1: Uh, I will try. I will Mm -hmm. promise to try.
0: Also, if I spoil anything about Power Rangers, it doesn't matter, because Power Rangers sucks. But it sucks in a way hey, I like. It's, it's I like you know. Power
1: Rangers. I'm not going to disagree that it sucks, but I like it.
0: Yeah, yeah. There are two types of Power Rangers fans, those who can admit that it sucks, and those who can't yet.
1: So, like, wrestling fans?
0: Well. <laughs> I'm not allowed to comment on wrestling fans. Or wrestling. There was paperwork. <laughs> all right so yeah you you were you were uh saying that thing with the stuff what did i see
1: (laughs) all right folks um Comrade w i think Comrade w is a lot of people's first writer series and i'm not like in america at least or in the west um and like it it marks like a like a shift in the, the way the show has been produced like i guess written and like presented i also feel like there's probably a thing of okay so like in 2008 2009 um uh they stopped making Power Rangers for a while. And instead they just re aired, um, Mighty Morphin, the first season with like pop up video style sparkles and shit on the screen. And like they (laughs) recut some of the fights. And so I think maybe people like drifted over to like, Oh, let's actually go watch some Sentai or some, you know, writer now, since we're not watching the shit we've already seen before, you know, that may be the factor, but no, it like they hit people really good. I mean, it's, it's a great writer show, so it, 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 it sits on its own merits in that regard, but I think it was also just a unique time frame for people, because I know a lot of people who like W and like got into Toku via W. so there's, there's something there, there's some there there, you know? The um, best way I can describe writer is like you got a superhero show for kids, then you also have like this sort of vaguely detective theme going on, and you have a massive conspiracy to sell drugs to turn people into monsters. And those are the three elements you have. And then you also have, you know, these two like very pretty men who become one bug man. And if any of that sounds cool to you, then you're obviously already listening to the show. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like the over, there's nobody who's paying attention to anything I have to say who isn't already on that train, you know?
0: Yeah. So the, the thing with Carmen Ryder series, as I understood it coming up from the outside, is that (laughs) At the core of it, a Kamen Rider series has, like, a, a general rule in that there is a Kamen Rider, which is to say a masked rider, which is some dude. It seems to always be a dude, but I don't know enough to say it's always a dude, but it seems to be a dude. There were two
1: girls?
0: Not a good in look.
1: In 40 years?
0: <laughs> really not a good look. Uh, but you have you have a, a, a Kamen Rider who is a dude who transforms into, like, a masked and armored Like, distinctively colourful, suited character, like a superhero costume, with a bike. And they have a distinct unit of time, like, a number of episodes, and they oppose, like, a thing with, like, one long plot that runs through the whole thing, mostly broken up as a series of Monster of the Week episodes. So, that's that's the formula that I understand. And they usually have tie-in movies, and they usually have tie-in merchandise. And because of the merchandise, all the common writers are designed to have like things, like objects that are important to how they work. Um, in in one series, they all have um like juice-themed items. So they're like you know a a, a plug that's shaped like a a can of drink, and it fills up as they uh as they activate their powers. I'm I'm not joking. That's a thing that exists.
1: Coins, rings, cards, a lot of times, cards come back and forth, uh, flash drives, uh, tiny toy cars that are also, like, sentient and will drive in to fight and do stuff. Um, uh, like, other weird things, uh, little, like, musical instruments you plug in and they play music because, like, the belt is a, is a being and you put it the b- instrument in its mouth, it's like a whistle, and he blows on the whistle. And what this will cause is... A form change. And this, by the way, is like a post-2000s thing. Classic writers didn't do this. They were very straightforward because, you know, it was the 70s. Ain't got, anybody got money for all that shit. Yeah. But, you know, this is obviously part of a thing, you know, to make you buy the toys. Because they're very much toy commercials. And this, the form change gimmick is like a new thing. Where you have your base writer, he punches and kicks. And then he'll plug his whatever in. And he'll turn into, usually, a sword writer, a gun writer, and then a third thing. And then later on the line, you'll get like a super mode. And then later on line, you'll get another super mode. hmm And that's usually how it works. Yeah. Uh, double also started shaking that up, too, by introducing the whole, like, mix-and-match gimmick, where, you know, he was two, double, double U, actually. And so right side would do all, like, elemental things. Left side would do all weapons. And the next season had head, arms, and legs. And each one could be mixed and matched a certain way. And if you got three in the same category... Together, you'd get an extra fourth power. You know? Uh, The one after that had both arms and both legs. And they were all individually something in addition to full form changes. And then... The one after that... (coughs) He he had a whole handful of rings. And and form changes. And each of those form changes had extra mode. And then he had a super mode on top of that. And I kind of clocked out after that. I got tired. I got exhausted.
0: Yeah, there there is a bunch of, like, there's a bunch of ways you can permeate on this, and I understand that there's, there's like, one where the characters get turned into, like, playing cards, and those playing cards contain their abilities, so there was a Kamen Rider where the merchandise was, like, literally little playing cards, collector cards you could, like, stick into an arm sleeve and stuff.
1: Oh, there were multiple of those. There was Ryuki, there was um Blade, Decade-use cards, um, I know there's another one that used cards, like that popped up for a while because there's also like a game there's a video game that you can like a a arcade machine and so a lot of this shit that they're selling these things are objects with like you know data inside them that you would go to an arcade and plug in so you you know go to the store buy the thing go to the arcade machine and plug your little device in and play the game that way and get like bonuses and extra characters and stuff Mm. yeah and but like again this is sort of so it's like one of the the the, the classic common rider themes, and this is a like very often recurring. Is like very broadly speaking, you have your you know young adult male, you know of varying levels of like specialness, who is gains his powers from the evil organization he goes up against. And It's usually always an evil okay. So that's a recurrent theme. Hmm. Yeah. Like the very first common rider was uh uh god Hongo oh god Takeshi Hongo. And he was just like a young college-aged man who was kidnapped by Nazis. Actual Nazis. Uh, shocker. <laughs> yeah. And they turn him into a Japan cyborg. Japan is not
0: wild about mentioning Nazis, that's all.
1: Yeah. And get kidnapped by Shocker, and they're turning him into a superhuman cyborg. And at the last minute, one of the doctors, you know, has a change of heart and lets him go before his mind is completely subsumed. And as such, he becomes Kamen Rider, a cyborg superhuman. And there's like a billion and one stories like common writers about this not only that but the writer um shatara ishinomori like likes these ideas and reuses them a lot shatara ishinomori made cyborg zero zero nine uh kakaider kai zubat super sentai um a lot of things uh skull man and you want to hear like a little history lesson like skull man was one of his first creations like and Skullman was a person who had been altered by like some evil corporate entity and then basically became like an eco-terrorist slash serial killer who just like ran around ruining the days of rich people to like protect the environment so you know so hashtag you know. goals yeah and then you know and then he pops up oddly enough you get a different version of this idea where cyborg zero zero nine now stop me if you've heard this before nine people are kidnapped by an evil organization and turned into nine cyborgs, each with their own powers. And, you know, that's what I'm actually... Cyborg Zero Zero Nine is one of those classes. Like, this is, like, in that, like, Astro Boy, like, Go Nagai, um, Os- Osamu Tezuka, like, era. He's kind of a big deal, this writer, this creator. And these ideas recur. Like, these designs, these themes are very recurrent. And you see that, the, um the first Super Sentai was... Hey, Talon, who, who do you, um... What do you think the first Super Sentai team's deal was?
0: I'm going to take a wild guess that they were kidnapped by an evil organization that imbued powers in them in an unethical experiment, which they then decided to use to oppose said evil organization. Just because you're asking some really leading questions here.
1: Actually, I think they did that on purpose. Like, they actually went for it. They're like, nah, we want to be cyborg superheroes. But yeah, uh, just to put it in perspective, I'm going to show you an image of Cyborg 009, and I'm going to show you this image of the first Super Sentai. Just to, go just to give you an idea of mm-hmm. what the re, like the current theme is. So that's that's Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger right here, and that's Cyborg Zero Zero Nine. Tell me if you uh see something familiar. The same fucking guy, <laughs> huh? And that and that came out five years after Common Rider. So what you're looking at is Common Rider meets Cyborg Zero Zero Nine, right? Like, basically, and he had a thing. He was clearly like focused on the idea of like you know. I guess advancement of technology is stealing your humanity because that's a big thing like you start getting more magic stuff in the later years of like rangers and sentai and rider but there was a lot of cyborgs and a lot of like humanity being stolen by like corporate entities and like power and you know you can see that in philip where that's basically his whole deal where his like the unscrupulous nature of the people who were responsible for him made him what he is you know and it's a bit more mystical like, because, like, I mean, yeah, Gaia memories are technological visually, but, like, what they are is magic, right?
0: Well, yeah, sort of.
1: They're the memories of the Earth, like, like the Earth as a sentient entity.
0: All right, so, look, I, this is one of the things I actually wanted to talk about, but the one of the things that Carmen Rider Double has going on is that it's very much not a Western production.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: All right? And a lot of Western production has within it, itself a lot of like quietly colonialist um you know just just did the general things that formed the foundational beliefs of the entire uh, schema of the world so you know it's it's nothing that would really surprise anyone who's thought about or noticed this stuff but so uh one one of the things is that in a lot of uh western views of power owning something is an inherently empowering act right mm-hmm. you know uh um and, and you often own things because you deserve to own them. Like, uh, the, 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 the enchanted sword, Excalibur and stuff. Those are all ideas that kind of derive from you have the thing and the power of the thing is yours because you have it. Like lots of, uh, lots of mentalities of power are connected to this stuff. You can also see the same thing in like American views of the gun where like lots of stories about gun having are really just very simple power tales of you know well of course they could do that they had the gun that's how that works indeed the, the the rhetoric of a good person with a gun but that whole mindset or just
1: a black guy who wants some waffles you know whatever
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know that's that's its own thing and yes indeed it is <laughs> tied in heavily with a whole bunch of racism because of course it is but um that notwithstanding directly um the the uh this, what we're talking about here is like a schema, like a whole worldview, a perspective on what power even is, right? Huh. And um, and the Western view of power is often very heavily tied to objects you own um, and, and, and a righteous bequeathment of them. Whereas in a lot of Japanese, and I, I speak of Japanese stories specifically just because I've watched a lot of them. You'll notice that a lot of stories in Japanese, uh, storytelling tend to be inherent. It tends to be something about you fundamentally is expressed in this power. So you, you get like in a lot of, a lot of Western depictions of magic, it's about knowing things, it's about memorizing things, it's, it's nerd power. Whereas a lot of, uh, Western, sorry, whereas a lot of Japanese depictions of magic, like priestly magic or whatnot, tends to tie to, tends to be tied more towards like, the fortitude of your will, the very fundamental strength of your devotion. And these are just different perspectives on what makes a person powerful. In Carmen Rider, then you have this mishmash of these two concept spaces where the way Gaia memories work is very much a Western view of what magic does. Cause it's horseshit. It's, it's this stuff does all the stuff that it feels like it should do. But it's also a technological object. It has a port. It has a design. It's designed. It's made in a factory. Like it has a designer. It's important that the designer is very talented because they know a lot of stuff. And indeed knowing something is his whole power. <sighs> uh, and all that stuff ties together in this really weird, but also super interesting way to represent power as, you know, it, 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 it isn't really magic as we would say it in a western sense but it isn't really science as we would say it in a western sense like as a, a, in, a in a in the context of city of heroes for example it wouldn't be either it would it would be both
1: yeah it's superman yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it's, well that's that's a, a, that's part. a yeah it, it's definitely it's definitely taking an extra path i know i know mm-hmm. like i know that's kind of a thing we're making fun of but it's not i'm rough. not making fun
1: of shit i'm just making a statement
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so so, you've got, like, that. that's one of the things I found really interesting about Kamen Rider. It has a, di- basically, it has a completely different perspective on power, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, I liked that.
1: It's it's interesting to compare it to, like, and it's it's kind of sad that, you know, Kamen Rider never really took off over here so much. Like, we had two attempts. First, we had Masked Rider, like, during that weird little... Toku Boom in like the late 90s where they were just adapting fucking everything from like Metal Heroes to fucking Gavan, or fucking Ultraman, and Gritman, which isn't Ultraman, but it also is. And you get that shit um, and you get messed up. That's right. when, that's when we
0: got the, that's when we got the dub, uh, um, the Haim Saban treatment of Big Bad Beetleborgs, isn't it?
1: Right, that was, um, what was, I wanna say that was Metal Heroes, like that was... Yeah. Like, that was the, that's what that it came from. It was something.
0: I, 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 don't, I don't know the yeah. source material. It was one of the, it was I one of the Metal Heroes shows. There's that a bunch was of those a two. thing.
1: Yeah. Actually, I think Metal Heroes was like the big thing during like the 80s to 90s during the years where they didn't have Common Rider. You got Metal Heroes a lot. Cause there's like a bunch of them. They ran from like the 80s to 96. So that was probably the replacement. That's probably why you had a lot of like bug stuff. And fuck, like Metal Heroes are coming back. I think Space, Gabon came back a couple of years ago showed up in a Kamen Rider movie um but yeah
0: this is all gibberish to me anyway
1: (laughs) but yeah no like during that time we got a and an adaptation of one of the most like well loved Kamen Rider series from the like pre-2000s era we got a adaptation of Black RX which was itself a sequel and it was weird I that would... was
0: just called, that That really was, if I remember correctly, that was just called, like, Mask Rider, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, Haim Saban called it just Mask Rider? It yeah, was...
1: that came out, and that was, eh. And then they adapted in, like, the early 2000s, Common Rider Ryuki, and they called it Common Rider Dragon Knight, which is a fairly accurate representation to what the show was about. And, as I understand it, I haven't watched it, either it or its source material, it was actually a pretty close, like, adaptation, but most people agree that Ryuki was kind of bad. Like so, like, so it's like they accurately translated something that... I mean, it, it was the same sort of Power Rangers treatment, where you'd, you know, edit out all the Japanese people, keep the fight scenes and action scenes, and then, you know, put your white people in, you know, have them speak English. But with that, within that spectrum, it was still an accurate ish adaptation. It just happened to have been not a very good show they were bringing over. So... We haven't heard anything about, you know, Kamen Rider coming over to the West in a while. Uh, apparently, it was really big back in the day in Hawaii. So, you got, like, full, like, dubbed DVDs of V3 from back in the 70s that you could just buy. <laughs> but that's the only thing. Like, the closest thing to get that big over here is Ultraman, kind of. Like, Ultraman has been over here, like, dubbed like a kung fu movie a lot. Is somewhat successful. That was cool. And... W would be a great opportunity, because it's one of the things I love about these sort of post-2009 writer stuff, as I was watching them, is that they have such a strong, like, sense of identity compared to other ones. Because, like, a lot of the early two thousand stuff, like, just stylistically, kind of, I like some of them, but they all kind of blended together. They're very, always very similar sort of somewhat dark, like, J-drama things. And then you get, you know, a weird sort of, you know detective story or crazy like vampire romance or like a fun story about like hippies and greed and magic and high school and all this stuff and it's like the visual style and the musical style is very distinct like you notice it more i have a hard time telling um was it blade kamerider blade and i think there was another one Kamen Rider. there's another one i, I can't tell them apart and i a hard time telling like kuga and agito apart they look exactly the fucking same and their style is exactly the same but like I know W, I know Kiva, I know Forze, Wizard, Drive, Gaim, I know all of them on site. And if you was to play a random snippet of music, even if I've never seen the show, I could say, it probably goes for that one. It's the sense of, like, it's very much knows exactly what it's doing. Like we said, it's earnest. It knows exactly what it's doing, and it's gonna give it to you very hard. Kamen writer, give it to you hard. It's a recommendation. Put it on the DVD box.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: there's also, like, the thing that they...
0: I'm I'm just sitting here bobbing <laughs> along in in the in the context soup while Clay just goes for the history lesson. I'm, like, I, yeah, okay, okay.
1: I'm talking to like even like like the joke of oh no he's hot. They also started using a lot more pretty dudes, like <laughs> starting from Kiva because Kiva was like a vampire romance. It was like Twilight and Blade meets Common Rider, and so they did that. So they needed a very pretty boy to be the like. You know, attractive vampire guy. <laughs> so, what's that? What's, cause like, the guy who played Kuga has like, weird teeth, and like a big mole on his face. <laughs> I like him. He's very charming looking, but he's not like, a model, the way everybody since has been.
0: Well, yeah, and, and I, I can't remember who it is, but the, the guy who plays Forze. That's just uh, his hair. Like he- That's just his hair. Yeah. And he's doing yeah.
1: a thing. <laughs> he's doing a thing.
0: It's a, it's a, um, Oh, what's the word for it? It's a um, like it's a, a delinquent hairstyle. It's like a pompadour. It's, yeah, it's, he's got a pompadour. Well,
1: because he's playing like a very retro sort of character. He's playing like uh, he's supposed to look like a delinquent because you know, and then it turns out he's yeah. the nicest guy ever. But yeah, that's because so, they're doing the high school thing, which they had never done, which is interesting. You know, Power Rangers can't fucking get out of high school. <laughs> Every time you turn around, they're trying to like, oh, they're in high school again. Like, no, we did that. We had teenagers with no. That attitude.
0: No. Yes. Tommy's only still in high school because he's a teacher.
1: (laughs) No, no. Every, like, since Saban reacquired Power Rangers, the last, like, three seasons have involved this new each new group being in high school.
0: Yeah. Because it's a new group. It's a different group. No,
1: no, no. But, like, we had multiple Disney-era seasons where they were just people of varying ages doing, like, in varying places. They weren't always high school students. You know? Some of them were cops. Some of them were, like, ninjas who lived in a ninja, you know, commune and some, A ninja
0: what ninja academy, uh, a ninja academy. <laughs> fuck
1: off they weren't in high school though they were not in high school they were in ninja school At what age were they in this ninja academy they were grown ass adults at least in their early 20s sure they didn't say and no anyway. one said I had to go to school I know for a fact one of them was an ex like in wild force we don't talk about wild force because the red ranger killed somebody but I never heard of it. that happened wild force happened And one of them was going to college, one of them had a job, one of them was Air Force, one of them, the guy who killed somebody, was just like a Tarzan. So, like, that was a diverse group of children. Adults. Adults. Don't do this to me.
0: (laughs) I... I really hope... I really hope that this is at least enjoyably inexplicable,
1: listeners. (laughs) You know the weirdest thing about that story? right? So that guy- I'm like,
0: I really hope you're enjoying not having a clue what's going on because I fucking don't and I've gotta edit this.
1: (laughs) So that guy, right, he killed somebody with a sword because of- Okay, so what
0: you're talking about here (laughs) is the actor (laughs) for the Red Ranger in Power Rangers Wild Force, I think it is?
1: Wild Force, and he- Murdered
0: a roommate.
1: Yes. um, With a sword. Ricardo Medina. Here's the thing, right? He came back yes. for Power Rangers Samurai It's this guy called, a uh, Decker in the Japanese. He was called Juzo. And, uh, he was one of those guys who was obsessed of killing people with his sword. And this was yeah. right before it happened. So it was like, mmm, like every, he was like, my sword calls for your blood. Like, oh, <laughs> that's really hard. It's a good thing I don't want to go back and watch Samurai because it was bad because like, mmm, mmm. Well,
0: <laughs> since since we're actually in the Power Rangers, which I have seen and I do know something about, um, there's a ton of really like depressing, hideous shit going on in in the in the Power Rangers, um, like the Metaverse, like the actual actors involved. Okay. Uh, one of the mentors who I believe had the incredibly brilliant name of Mentor, who was played by a a, a Maori New Zealand actor, mm-hmm. he, he's in jail for sex crimes. Oh God um one of the stuntmen
1: he was a recurring one of the stuntmen yeah yeah he
0: was he showed up in a bunch of stuff uh um one of the stuntmen for uh who played um in japan who played the uh a couple of red rangers in a row like just had the physical fitness to do it uh turns out that he'd been robbing houses with his like physical fitness for seven years that's not a tragedy that's just
1: funny that's just good right there. Yeah, I,
0: I can get to a third story window and I can like totally break into people's homes and steal like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff over time. Talking and about that's, that. like, all you
1: gotta do is do those transition jumps they all flip over the camera, like it's looking upward and they yeah. flip direct. Yeah, you can go anywhere. If you, if you're standing on the ground and you do that, you could be in another country by the time you land. That's the rules.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like how long a speech Wolverine can get off when he jumps. Yeah. Um, uh, Flo Trang who played the original Yellow Ranger.
1: Yeah, Trini. Uh
0: died. Yeah, Trini died in a car crash. Yeah. The day before September eleven. Mm, oh. So that got lost. Um Amy Joe Johnson sued fanfiction.net because what? people were writing creepy fanfiction about the peak ranger.
1: Hmm. Like on the one hand I, uh, I understand this the meant- feeling, but like on the other hand, like I don't I
0: yeah. <sighs> how how does that work
1: yeah like what do you like you're not going to it's just going to go uh, i
0: get yeah. it but like um, it's
1: just don't do that
0: uh the the there is there are a number of criminals uh other, otherwise associated with it it itself is a basic testament to union busting um entire seasons have been written to deal with with uh rangers not wanting to be there and just doing adr work uh including one where um Jason Frank, the actor who plays Tommy, I think uh-huh. that's his name, uh-huh. Uh he gave he gave half a season, like, his character was turned invisible for half a season just so he didn't have to be there and he could just be dubbed St- and handled by like a fishing line stuck in moving costume, objects around.
1: Stuck in costume. Like as that also happened. For, like, five episodes. Invisible for five episodes. In a coma for five episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's and he- also, on top of that, one of the extras who played a child- uh, repeatedly in the very first series. Like, every time they needed a little kid getting bullied, they used the same actor. Mm. Uh, he went to prison for her, uh, for going out on a yacht with a couple of millionaires, tying them to the anchor and throwing them over the side.
1: Goals. Goals.
0: And, like, this was a thing he had already done before. He'd also stabbed a, uh, a wealthy man to death after convincing him to hand over a large sum of money. Yes. He was basically just yeah yes. um this is well just, this
1: is he's learning the lessons that the power range has taught him
0: well yeah I, like it, it is it is kind of funny of like haha eat the rich but this guy is like deeply disturbed and a and a victim of child abuse well, so the fucking, i don't feel super comfortable going goals goals
1: there was, <laughs> yo the fucking chick from um smallville like started a she sex runs cult. a sex cult yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, God. I guess what we're saying is that every single live-action interpretation of superheroes seems to go weird.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> it's rough, man. I mean, it, I haven't heard anything bad happening to those kids from Kamen Rider, though. Like, they seem to be doing yeah. all
0: right. Well, um, I saw, while I was looking up Kamen Rider Double Stuff, I found that the there was a reunion thing done, like, last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, between the actor for Philip and, uh, Hidari, where the whole thing was like, everyone in the world seems really sad right now. We made a TV show and it made a lot of people happy. Go hey.
1: rewatch it. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Forze <laughs> did that too. Like, it uh, as I remember hearing, like, Forze happened, I want to say, like, right after the tsunami. And, like, no, we have to, you know, they give something for the kids to be happy about. And this is awesome. Like, It's fucked up. This awesome image of, like, the Kamen Rider statue outside of, like, Toei Studios right after the tsunami hit. Like, you know, still standing strong. And, you know, it is like, Kamen Rider endures. It's great. It's like, he's still there. Because one of the cool things they used to do back in the old days with the show is, you know, there'd be an announcer and he'd talk to you. And they still do that. But he would talk to you, young Japanese child. And he'd say, Kamen Rider is here to fight for you. And... That's awesome. Like when you, when I watched some of the older series, I was like, for me? No, not for you. <laughs> but for me? <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. And I like, that's this thing, cause you would hear, um, I remember reading this uh, thing Ishinomori wrote about, like, why he, um, he created Kamen Rider. And one of the stories was, like, he wanted to adapt Skullman. You know, cause Skullman's kind of like a drama horror thing. It's like, I want to make something sort of, you know, scary and dramatic, but for kids. And, so he, like, he he played with the idea. And then he eventually, like, drew, like, a little grasshopper man. And he showed it to his son. And I was like, yeah! And that's how Kamen Rider was born. And it's this, this idea of the no, And this is why in Rider shows and Sentai shows, because this is, like, sort of set the standard, that's why you have these big rubber suit monsters. Because they were supposed to be scary. And right when you feel like you're going to be, like, submit to fear, the Rider appears and, like, brings you out of that. He, like... It's that shining light in the darkness. And a lot of the villains, you'll hear them make these long speeches before they, you know, are defeated of like, wherever there's evil, I you know, someone or me or someone like me will reappear. You cannot get rid of evil. And common writer says, Well, wherever there is evil, common writer will appear to strike you down. Like there will always be someone to fight back against the darkness. Like it's a it's a mission statement. Like we will hear you know, that's one of the great things about the sort of like kind of anthology legacy nature of these shows so like it transcends even individual characters or individual actors you know that there's always going to be a writer a sentai team an Ultraman. That that even if the actors die you know even if you know the studio was gone there will always be a writer and that's just yeah. the coolest thing and and
0: um because because when clearly just like we're, we're we're half an hour in and we have barely talked about double the thing that I actually know anything about. <laughs> oh, no <way>. uh, but <laughs> seriously, this is a history lesson with Clay. It's great. I love it. Um, I'm just like, look, let's make sure we get, make sure that people know at the start that there's going to be potential spoilers for Double. There might not be at this point. We're just, <laughs> fuck it. We don't need to talk about Double. We're just going to talk about you know,
1: right. uh, Skullman.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, in 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 the earliest, uh there, so here, here's a connection that, like, the thing that got me to know about Carmen Ryder at all is I was a fan of the 1999 Dreamcast ad campaign for the Sega Saturn. Sorry, uh, yeah, for the Sega Saturn,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which was a burly, very rectangular <laughs> uh muscle kung fu man called Segatar Sunshiro. <laughs> and I thought he was hilarious and he was great and he does a lot of physical acting and it's all these really wonderfully oddball commercials of him doing things like kicking baseballs into the scoreboard to represent being really good at a baseball uh, video game. And I was like, you know, sharing it with my friends and a whole bunch of my other friends was just like, yeah, we know this guy. Yeah, that's that's the first Kamen Rider. Roshi
1: Fujioka, like, the man. Yeah,
0: the what? <laughs> <laughs> and And so... There is, and also while I'm watching Carmen Rider Double, which does, it will come up, uh, there were a whole bunch of different (laughs) times where I was like looking at an actor and going, you look important, you're funny, you're weird, why, you know, you you don't have any context explaining why you're like this. That's a little odd, I wonder why that is. And it turns out that they were all like famous people, or they were the band who made the previous show, or they were a character from another show. And it's really interesting that when you get 40 years of history- (laughs) You can do a lot with that, especially when the props still work. <laughs> and that's the cool, like that's
1: the cool thing about like writer in general, because like like you read superhero comic, American superhero comics, and like the idea of oh man, what if they made a movie? Like the dream there is, what if the thing I'm imagining is real, right? But like tradition of yeah. writer lives on television. It's always been real. Hiroshi Fujioka is a person. He's still alive he's probably like 90 and he looks 50 because that motherfucker decided to stop aging like twenty yeah. years ago. he's like nah. yeah <laughs> he, just, he just decided the, he like i'm good the
0: love of the love of children keeps him young
1: oh, fucking God, like, he's great but he was in a movie like two years ago so, like flipping niggas over his shoulder and he does like 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 japan like like tourism videos where he's just like wandering through the desert with a sword and shit <laughs> it's a mess. Oh, man. But yeah, it's, it's, if we actually want to like actually like drill down on double <laughs> one of the coolest things about Double, I think, is it, it's, it's like, it's, it's the first like exposure I had to like the structure of turning every story into a movie. And this is what we were talking about earlier about like you saying there are 21 plots. And like I would disagree with you on that because I feel like.
0: 20.
1: 21 arcs. 24. 28. It's, 24. It's, <laughs> i'm Plan's trying to help you math everyone i'm trying to help you, <laughs> I'm giving you an out there too. are
0: 48 episodes this, and they know. are largely rendered as two parts. right
1: but there are longer through lines there's you know there's a story of um of Nasca and his whole story if that's an arc i would go there's the arc of um uh, uh axel and weather that's an extended arc is Basically, all of the Sonazaki family, those characters have long arcs, and Philip and Shotaro have an arc. I would say those-
0: Just a reminder, Ryu Terry is a cop.
1: Yes! That's not like a fucking gotcha! <laughs> it's not like when you say it about Nightwing, <laughs> The cop is a cop. Yes, indeed! <laughs>
0: Well, I seem to remember your defense when I pointed out that Nightwing's a cop, is he didn't mean it.
1: No, I said he was undercover as a cop. He was pretending to be a cop.
0: It doesn't count. He was a fake cop.
1: Exactly. He's not like the Pato Rangers. They're lame. Not, excuse me, not the, I guess, the Pato Rangers. The current, like, Ranger series has, like, Cop Rangers versus Steve Rangers. And the Cop Rangers are extremely lame. (laughs) Not just because they look lame, and not just because they're cops. I'm pretty sure the Red Range Red Cop Ranger's whole like personal story arc is I'm really lame and it pisses me off. Like <laughs> every ep- episode he'll be like sitting in a park, like sipping his like coffee or like reading a paper and like, like he'll hear people walking around him. It's always the same park and I like, guess it's the same people. And they're like, "Hey, did you hear about this week's plot yeah man do you think the uh rangers are gonna you know defeat the monster like nah man lupin Rangers got this they're so cool and they go ah fuck and they, like throw things me, <laughs> and, stuff. and i'm like i'm glad they know i'm glad they know <laughs> this entire arc is like these other guys are so much cooler than me and i can't stand it i'm like i love you
0: <laughs> yeah uh again i haven't seen this i Let's still just take Clay's word. For it's
1: this. great, y'all. Watch Lupin <laughs> Sounds Ranger. cool. Watch Lupin Ranger. It's wonderful. The the Reds are kind of weak. Like, they're, like the 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 Red Lupin Ranger. He looks like his mom does his hair, and the Red Potter Ranger just looks like a dude. He looks very plain. But everybody else is great, and everything around the show is great, and it's like cool hats. The show because for some reason all the monsters have weird hat shaped heads that are excellent. And the, anyway, I haven't watched Sentai in a while, and I'm getting back in, so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, 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 it's a rich and fascinating realm of superhero stuff. Um, so, I, I guess, realistically <laughs> speaking, like, one of the things we do here is we talk about what superhero stories are, like, about and what they're trying to do and what they're used for. And I think that there's a certain set of expectations that I kind of didn't, like, I wasn't really sure about what the base assumptions of the world were in Kamen Rider when I first started watching Double. Um, like, okay, so straight up, they never explain what a common Rider is. Not well, ever.
1: Like, in the context, like, they explain of- how
0: this one gets powers, but er- er- no one's like, "Oh, so that's where this unique, strange thing came from." When the common writer is just seen flipping around town and kicking fools in the face, they're just like, oh, "A common Rider. No one's surprised by that.
1: <laughs> it's interesting. From my perspective, is like with these shows, that's like a genre of character. So it's like saying, a superhero. Like, that's the mentality I get. Because, Mm -hmm. like, again, in like, Go like, they get, this is funny, they get the powers of all 34 Super Sentai. They show up, and they arrive on Earth, and they start doing the thing, and someone's like, Super Sentai! And they're like, what? What is that? (laughs) <laughs> anyway let me change it to another one <laughs> they don't know they just are there and everybody knows because the people on earth recognize all these heroes who have saved earth before but it's kind of like a type of character they actually go into that a bit in Forza, where you have uh-huh. Forza just running around doing his thing and the one character who knows about Common Rider is like you're a Common Rider and he's like what like this and she holds up her tablet because it's like 2013 and she shows it to him and she just like thumbs through YouTube videos of Common Rider, of like, Common Rider 1. And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, they're legendary heroes and they save people and they're always there to fight the darkness. And it's like, okay, I guess I'm a Common Rider. It used to be the thing, like, in the 70s, and like the early days, where the previous writer would show up and like, bless you. He'd say, no, you can be a Common Rider now. You're, you got what it takes. You're a good guy. Like, d- during the period of their show, it wouldn't be the first thing that would happen. They would just show up and they team up and they're like, you got it. You know what? Fuck off. Uh, there's a somewhat similar thing that happens at the end of every Sentai series where the two Reds will like walk towards each other, like the current one and the next one, like in a black void like, while the credits are rolling and they'll just like, you know, dap each other up and like do their, you know, signature gestures and then they'll walk off to sort of like pass the torch. But like, yeah... A writer is like a type of character that is known in the Mm -hmm. world as opposed to anything in particular it's not like saying look it's superman or look it's a kryptonian it's just like no because like even the name a guy in a mask riding a bike you would very likely call that what you see that like you it's like you would come up with that name accidentally you know
0: Uh uh-huh um related uh, there's really no qualms about transforming in front of people. Like, there's no, oh, no, what if they can tell who I am and that will spread my secret identity. That- so, like, the whole thing of secret identities doesn't seem to come up.
1: Well, he's got but a business. But at the same time... like, he's- he's basically like- it's like Luke Cage, for hire, you know? Hidari Shotaro, yeah. Count Ryder for hire. But that comes and goes. It depends on what season, you know?
0: Yeah, in, in-, in Double, uh, they didn't... Like, it- it's also just pre-smartphone, so it's not like everyone has photo- photographic information about everything all the time. And the, the nature of, um, the, the nature of the kind of story it is, and like the fact that they're in like a really dense inner city part of Japan means that, like, yeah, there's 16 million people here. Good luck finding the one guy you saw that one time wearing a fedora who turned into a Kamen Rider. Like, you might notice him if you saw him again, but, uh, that, um, uh,
1: there's a thing that happened in Ultimate Spider-Man, the comics once, where, uh, the first time oh i've he, heard of this yeah and he, he meets uh kingpin and he like he gets his fucking shit folded in and then he's just like all right take out the mask what is this some little white kid fling and, and <laughs> they throw him out the window and then like once spider-man fucks up his old operation and kingpin comes back he's like we're gonna get him get who some little white kid we're gonna get him then, like, yeah you are
0: <laughs> uh the 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 same thing um is uh, the same thing is true of uh of when the Flash sorry Lex Luthor took over the Flash ha ha I'll finally know the Flash to see identity takes off helmet I have no idea who this is yeah meanwhile
1: Wally hey did you wash your hands no because I'm
0: evil <laughs> 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 um yeah so that that kind of is an expectation also um like the city of Futo just has like amazing infrastructure because shit gets blown up. All the time. <laughs> and people are just like, well, just gonna go to work. Do, 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 do. Hey, look, at least they're not having, like, you know, Zord
1: fights, because...
0: <laughs> mm, mm, that would be a thing.
1: The best thing i ever seen was uh, uh, Shin because they're literal, actual nobility. They have an army of servants who wander around doing all the, like, in-between the work. They're always ushering people away and, like, cleaning up after fights. So... <laughs> That's the only time I've ever seen that like addressed where they have, like, no, we got people for that. <laughs> that guy in the black mask, yeah. he'll take care of you. He'll repair your house, you know, get a check from the emperor.
0: <laughs> um, The, the, uh, connected tissue for all of this stuff. It also wasn't super obvious to me at first. I didn't realize until like halfway through the series that there was only one Gaia memory. So in, in double, there are these villains called dope who show up, and, and by the way, it doesn't really explain what that is or where that word comes from either. They don't. It's like, oh, it's a dope part. What's well, a dope part? That's a dope part. They do? They do. They okay. do dope.
1: Cause it's a drug. Did you know?
0: Yeah, but like in, <laughs> that's, that's like the 40 second episode. <laughs> like in the first episode, Akiko goes, what's a dope part? And immediately he refuses to answer. And then she hits him and then a dope part hits them both. And it's kind of, well, okay, I guess they're not going to explain that.
1: Uh, if we want to explain it have... to y'all, basically, people have these little devices that they like can acquire. They buy from a shady man in a ba- in an alley, and then he like stabs them with a thing that lets them use it, and they plug it into themselves, and they basically become like a Power Rangers monster, sort of loosely yeah. built around a theme of something that exists, like not always in nature, sometimes just like old stuff.
0: But <laughs> yeah, there there is I like to talk about the monsters briefly. Um, largely. They are good and make a degree of sense. Large. Money! There are some, yeah, like, there's, there's a guy whose thing is built around the word money, and he can turn people into coins, and he can spend and gamble with your life, um, once he's turned you into a coin. And like, you know, it is a little weird that, yes, this, this USB drive I can stuff up my ass will turn me into a giant fat gold man who can use your soul as an armor shield, as long as you're a coin. That's a little weird, but, like, that all makes sense. Like, they're all coherent to the idea of gambling and money and, and, and trade, and we can get that. Um, there are a couple of standouts of, like, what the fuck? Like, uh, Nazca? Nazca lines. Yeah, he's based around the Nazca lines, yeah. which is why he has giant wings, like the, the Nazca lines have on, on the bird. Mm-hmm. And he's also super fast, and he also has a flaming sword.
1: Yeah, cause, you know, stuff.
0: <laughs> and he has super strength.
1: Well, look, everybody—you know, Nazca stuff. That's yeah, like, yeah, that's Line like the stuff. standards. Yeah. That is-
0: <laughs> so, similarly, apparently, uh, um, the hero has these things, but they can use them in a more controlled way that doesn't turn them into a monster. Uh, because they have a driver, oh, yeah. that lets them control it. Um, weirdly, uh, one of the ones is um the Joker, and according to the official guides, Joker is just good at everything. And apparently Japanese fans hate this.
1: <laughs> okay, this is news to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I went looking, and, and it turns out that there are a bunch of Japanese fans who are really mad that Joker is just described as being good at everything.
1: Is it just because it's vague, or is it... Is it some-
0: yeah, it's just vague. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's just, it's, you know...
1: It's fist, y'all. It's just the fist one. It's, it's the punch yeah, one. Yeah, but
0: they can all use fists. Anyway, um... Yeah, he,
1: the thing that so bugs you have me these little is doohickeys. every rider with a gun, yeah. like as their primary thing, still like rushes into melee with a gun. Like fucking, like common <laughs> like, like, Rider Drake has like a fucking laser crossbow and he's always running in the pe- hit people with it. Like you're, you have super speed and a gun. The fuck you doing? That's why you're a bad makeup artist. <laughs> he's a makeup
0: artist. Common Rider sniper, however, is kind of boring. <laughs> um, so, so, Everyone gets these, everyone who matters has these things that are, like, USB drives for superpowers, Mm. and you jam them into yourself, or you jam them into your device that lets you handle them in a controlled way. And inevitably, the monsters get, like, an interesting power, and there's, like, 26 of them, because there's one for each letter of the alphabet in English, Mm -hmm. and then there are a couple of extra ones, because, of course, there are a couple of extra ones.
1: Oh, um, in one of the movies, like, he actually fights people who have acquired, like, Copies of his moves, and they just use them as normal memories, like they plug them into their bodies. So they're kind of yeah. like monstery common rider-looking versions, and it's cool as hell. And you get and you get to see what like the implication of their overall gimmick is actually supposed to be. So like the Trigger dopant is just he has a giant sniper rifle for an arm, and you know the Heat dopant is used by a woman, and she's just you know she just does flaming kicks and shit. So she's actually pretty normal in that regard. I still don't understand what um, the There is also, one,
0: I'm told. Hmm? Um Luna is the trickster. Yeah. It it, it Luna's th- thing is trickster. Yeah,
1: no. I get it. But like he does the stretchy arms and he makes copies and then he does it's it's I think it's supposed to be illusion. It's just weird. It still doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, you roll okay. With it. So
0: so to so to answer you, because oh, okay. you don't know what Luna does, is the point of Luna is it's meant to be the unexpected and the trickster, which is why when Luna Trigger gets used, the bullets can fly around from odd angles and circle around and shoot you from behind. Mm-hmm. And when he does, uh, Luna Joker, I think it is stretchy arms. It's Luna, and yeah, it's it's the body and Luna. In which case, it's you know stretchy arms, and and the body is no longer telling you the truth and i don't think heat luna ever comes up no because that's sorry guy. metal yeah it does sorry metal luna it, it,
1: it uh makes the staff whip. that's my thing because it makes the staff whip around so you have the bullets whip around and that's what i get it makes sense altogether, but then once you see it by itself you're like mm, i guess it's i that bothers me more than joker actually
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now we have a, now we have more information on this yeah um the oh god there's just so much to describe. And if you don't, like, I, the thing that's really frustrating here is that anyone who knows Carmen Rider, anyone who's already followed along for one of these series is listening to me and going, you're missing stuff, and you're talking about stuff that doesn't matter, and also, this is all boring. And anyone who doesn't know a Carmen Rider series is listening to this and going, what the
1: fuck is he talking about? No, yeah, they're, they're mostly listening to me go on and on. Like, wait <laughs>
0: Well, oh, that's true. That's true. Those, this is gonna be one of the rare instances where you're the dominant sound on this one.
1: <laughs> oh man, it's funny. No, but it's it's got it. That's the cool thing like when with the like powers as represented here. Because generally, like back in the day, most comic writers were just big tough strong guy. There were very few of like it said this form switching thing is a like post two thousands thing, and it wasn't as involved as it is in W until W. But like. For all it works out to confuse, it's very clear what everything does because you have the two halves. You know, left side is always like a modifier, right side is always a weapon. Um, until you know Fang, and then that, okay, inverts it. Is it? Is it really, or is it like it's adding monsteriness? Like, because it's like monster. Okay, so is monster. Well, you know, this is
0: like a plot point in the middle. Like, yeah, we're not we're not spoiling shit about this series. We're just not gonna have the time. Um, the. <laughs> The thing with Fang, according to guidebooks, because again, I did my research for I'm this. I, had I didn't stuff read any down. of that shit.
1: I just watched all the movies in the show and moved on with my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> this- who looks into things deeply? Who's this nerd? I'm just anyway, saying. Um, there were
1: more writers to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So the official explanation of why you only ever get Fang Joker is because Joker is the the um memory that Hidari can handle the best. And if they go, Fang anything else, Fang will just take over. And you get Howling Monster Philip.
1: Yeah, it, but what I, my thing is, like, I kinda wanna see Fang, cause I, what, like, I Fang, right? And he has teeth on his arms, and I guess that all makes sense. He turns into marrow, y'all. He turns into spike. You just give him a skateboard. But, <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> I actually would love, love to have seen all those, like, device memories used as, like, actual memories. You know? Like, Spider Joker. Uh,
0: those whatever. are, those are pseudo memories.
1: Oh. They, they're fake. They can't be used. To, uh, I'm pretty sure you can make a monster. They can't be used Hold to that. Hold on now. Did, did, wasn't uh, there a spider uh, 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 monster? I'm pretty sure there was a spider monster.
0: Probably. But the always, thing is, like those, are right pseudo- those are pseudo Those are pseudo memories. Like the, uh, like Trigger. Mm. In in Axel's gun, sword, penis, uh, those—that's why when Cyclone gets handed to him and he sticks it in the sword, it just absolutely wrecks shit.
1: Oh, that's right. It's been—it's been a couple of years. I remember all that. but yeah, I do remember him failing to use some of um, Philip and Shodaro's things
0: because he has yeah. like
1: three different types of engine. He has what jet uh, engine and trial. Oh no, that's that's not one of his weapons. That's just his. One, though he has three different forms. One of the forms is only he the has region. the. Uh,
0: he has the dick upgrade, yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, the ones he puts into his weapons. It's like steam, uh, uh jet, and something else. But yeah, that's the thing. There's a secondary rider, which is a common tradition in rider shows to have. In much the way you'd get your sixth ranger, you get your secondary rider in solo shows. Because there have been some rider shows that have like 15 riders. I don't approve of that very much it gets messy and it like loses them and it becomes too much like power rangers anyway like sentai like there's a there's a <laughs> there's a different avenue for that to go into like kabuto or gaim or ryuki or, where they have like a bunch of different riders it's like nah, come on man This is because the other thing is you run into the situation where a lot of the fights are rider on rider fights because you have to have all these characters intersect somehow so you have a bunch of people who don't really like each other that much constantly fighting for some reason or another as opposed to what it should be, which is your writer and maybe his friends going up against the organization. And in W, you have this guy who, as telling, you know, accurately stated, is very much a cop with a badge and everything. Mm-hmm. A real cop, not a fake cop. Yeah, he's he's extremely a real cop. He even tries to kill people for no reason. So, you know, real cop. Yeah,
0: and he he threatens a lot of defenseless women.
1: <laughs> hey, man, look, all right. What if she what if she had killed his mom? What if that was it, right? What about that?
0: Also,
1: what if all those women the and note small of, children were the ones that killed his mom? Then they had it coming.
0: Also, on the note of Ryu, uh, it, if you're like me and you notice patterns in storytelling, you'll notice that after Ryu gets introduced, there is like one episode where Ryu contributes to helping and then Five episodes in a, f- sorry, five plot arcs, like ten episodes in a row where Ryu is one of the challenges that the common Rider has to overcome. Yeah, you see,
1: this is, this is, and this is what happens when you have a bunch of different writers. In Kabuto, they were just fighting constantly. And I was like, y'all gonna fight some worms And No, just each other? Just, just Drake versus Saucery and Kabuto versus Gatak and just all day, all day? I love the Kickhopper brothers because they were the two guys who lost all the time and basically just like teamed up and became... <laughs> So that was entertaining, because I felt like them at the end of it. I was like, alright, where's my jacket and my dumb chains and my stupid stirrups? I guess i a kick hopper. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. And again, you got that with one secondary rider, which is not always the case. A lot of times they team up. They might fight at first, because, you know, you gotta fight. If you're a superhero, you meet another superhero. I guess that's the rules, even in Japan. Yeah,
0: that's how they do it.
1: But eventually they work together. There's a great thing that happens in OS. Where, once the secondary rider appears, they, they compete for a while, but then he's like, uh, I have an employer, and he told me to do a specific thing. My thing doesn't directly conflict with your thing, so here's what we'll do. I'll fight the foot soldiers, you fight the monster, because I'm supposed to be collecting stuff. So we good? We good? Alright. Right. And that's the dynamic for a good long while. Because he had a job. They gave yeah. that guy a job, and he's like, well, I don't actually have to fight you to do my job, but, you know, we can, we can. They-
0: I am. I am looking forward to getting to pl- getting to watch O's because O's like O's just looks like it's got an aesthetic I really like. Exactly. Like- uh, I don't know if I will like it as much. Well, I- and and that's why like, was- we have we have talked fucking nothing meaningful at all here about <laughs> Double. <laughs> like we've we've mostly just spent an hour talking about the history of Carmen Riders and like- I like this one. <laughs> 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 it has a comp in it, and it has. Two pretty boys, and like I think that's all we've really covered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have we given these people a, a plot synopsis? You want to give it a shake at that, <laughs> or even just like a setup? No, we ex- you know what we've I explained what guy memories here- are. We, they know what that is. They know what guy memories are. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We 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 mentioned that they exist and that they're kind of weird and they don't fit Western conceptions of, of superpowers. But uh, yeah, you know what. I think we're going to have to come back to this one.
1: <laughs> there is one thing I want to talk about in like vague terms yes. is skull. Go on. Because you haven't seen the second movie that had skull in it. It was just like the one you no. watched like in the same structure where it was like half of another movie and then like half of its movie. And that was all about skull. We, we-, we get to see how he becomes skull. And so like Rider skull is basically like this figure whose legacy haunts the show, you know, and if you, and if you like just watch the whole show, and then go back and watch the other things, and has this like, like I did. It has a more different effect than in your case, where you like watched up to a point where you were instructed to watch the movie. So that's yeah. that's something interesting I like to get into because I just remember watching the whole thing like, well, who is this motherfucker? Why, who cares? Whatever hats, ah, ah, And then I got done. I was like, oh, well, I'll, I got the movies here. Like they're they were in the torrent, so watch these movies. Oh wow, that guy's amazing. That's the best guy. I want to watch his movie. I want to watch his show. And so, like,
0: exactly, is
1: that the exact same response you had?
0: Well, no, I watched it at a point in continuity. And, like, don't get me wrong, I still think to a degree that uh, I... <laughs> so I-, I opened Making Fun of this show, right? Like, I started out making fun. And I still stand by every bit of making fun I ever wanted to make fun of. Because it's silly. It It really is silly. Are you about to apologize um,
1: for insulting the hat? Is that what's about to happen? Because yes.
0: No. Oh no! Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to describe the way that the hat. This is this is so. So here's the thing about Carmen Rider as a series and why I why it held me because the series structures itself as a goofy monster of the week piece of bullshit, but there is stuff that happens in the very first episode that is not explained until the last episode and at every point along the way something relating to that happens and is shown there is both a greater continuity and a centralizing you know pay attention to the now kind of thing Mm -hmm. it's not it's not like you use the word filler and i actually don't think that the series had a lot of filler because every episode that you could consider to be filler was still like fun and interesting and had stuff in it that was worth looking at and really cool
1: yeah, that's just, uh, I
0: genuinely can't think of anything that I would cut.
1: I am like, like I have issues with the the concept of filler. Not just because, like, if two characters get together and they have an important like moment, just like, even even a story doesn't move the plot ahead. That doesn't mean that episode of whatever was a waste. If you know they had the most important character moments, if you know they did something like there are episodes of Avatar that are filler, but I don't think you know they're terrible, and they say things about the character. Sometimes in cases where you wouldn't even have that information, you know, I do think there's like, ha- like, yeah, like when you you're gonna get into like things about this in detail, and I do think there's large chunks of things that don't bear mentioning in the broad scope. But the thing is, they do a good job of spreading out all these important plot details, even in the quote unquote filler episodes, because like again, like the Zaki family arcs take place parallel to just random ass Monster of the Week episodes, so you know they could be over there just fighting money, dude. Meanwhile someone very important is dying on the same episode and so you, you you that's part of how you can't necessarily throw an episode out because of how they like separate things in that way like
0: yeah well hence I use the term woven
1: yeah like, there's not, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna hit that moment of, oh, this is an important episode. Oh, this is not. And I've heard people, like, talk about Power Rangers, where they're like, okay, we're gonna talk, there's 40 episodes, we're gonna talk about about 20 of them, because the rest of them are just filler. Yeah. Y- you don't have that effect, necessarily, with, like, double, at very least. Uh It can go back and forth. Like, some, some episodes are just, like, the passing back and forth of power, and that's kinda, like, meh. Like, Wizard had a bit of that, where, like, it took a while for things to matter. There were definitely some just like random joke episodes, but like yeah, Forze. I don't know. I don't because like like the first 15, 20 episode of Forzae, just we're building up this team, so that was all of that's important. And then like you know you add the secondary rider who comes in, and then like the intrigue comes in, and that does a good enough job of like even if I think the team was a bit too big and unwieldy, there's still meaningful stuff happening in every episode. And there's a similar thing going on in W.
0: Man. Like I said, I'll take your word for
1: it. <laughs> You'll see it, but again,
0: I, also, I believe you. Also, I, I intend it's to. It's
1: also been a while for me. It's been a good long while. Like I said, I just I, I dropped because, like again, Toku was just like anime in a lot of ways. Besides being Japanese, and that I have to sit down and engage with it because my my like engagement with like television and film these days tend to be something I do while doing something else. Can't watch Kamen Rider* like that unless you speak fluent Japanese. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is a situation I find myself in, and that's part of why uh, watching, um, watching Carmen took so long because not only was I sitting there for you know a, a, fo- a twenty minute episode, but I was also pausing it repeatedly to make silly jokes about. It.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I had because I got used to you doing that when you was like, oh, "Hey, that was good, Carmen Ryder." I was like, "Whoa, fuck!" What?
0: <laughs> what did I miss? Yeah. And, and for what it's worth, I did that because Twitter's threading and archiving is kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was losing content. And when I went back to try and find some of it, some of the threading broke. And, you know, I, I want to do it on a more thorough, proper pass, you know?
1: <laughs> oh man, it's, it's going to be a good time. And it, I, I, I've said before, like, I think you'll like, because that's a lot of what's cool about w but it's also just very much you like the aesthetic and the style of it and some of the themes i remember like hearing you talking about how you you felt about ladybug and i was like there's a lot of that like the theme is you know desire greed ambition and it's literally just like ladybug and that a monster will pop up behind you be like oh you really want x okay now there's a monster that goes and does x like it literally takes your desires manifest into a thing and then sends that thing to run around and you know cause trouble for their own goals it's actually really kind of interesting because you're presented with like uh, how many like about five monsters who are like all based on animals and they all have their own methodology to do the same thing so like like the one who's based on heavy metal. you know i'm gonna watch
0: this right i know <laughs> like you don't have to convince me
1: okay well no i've been trying to <laughs> i wanted to push you to watch gokaija first because as i mentioned before like w and os are very similar like structurally and like narratively and like stylistically and like if you're gonna get into toku like you're gonna basically be watching the exact like not quite but almost like the same show again but like remixed and if you're down for that which you're gonna have to get down for that because there's a lot of formula and like writer and sentai cool but he also might want to like jump on the sentai train for a little bit because when's the last time you watched power ranger
0: uh mm, december
1: not the movie no just the series. Oh, which 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 uh, series?
0: I pulled up Netflix and I watched as much of the first series as I could.
1: Mm, okay, cool, cool. How would you feel about that? <sniffs> Going back?
0: Well, after seven minutes, I closed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot cringier than I remembered.
1: Nah, I have a high like trash tolerance, being a trash and elemental myself. And I, there are certain series of Rangers I will go back. I will go back and watch SPD because I loved SPD. I will go back and watch RPM. Um, some maybe Ninja Storm, um, uh, Jungle Fury, a couple of. them, I'll go back and check. In space, you know, I would probably not go back to watch the original Mighty Morphin. And Sentai is better because it's, I don't want to be one of those weird like, like oh no, Sentai is better, and you have to watch, you have to read the original books, you know that kind of thing. But like because Sentai is actually produced, like, an actual show, and isn't, like, contorting itself around, you know, other people's footage, things are more coherent in that way, and even though they're equally cheesy, it's, like, it's cheesy in the same way you've already can, like, enjoy with, like, Ryder, where it's, like, no, this is, everything is happening, and I feel like sometimes those ranger actors are receiving, like, bad direction, because, like, Mm. Like, cause like-
0: Or just no direction.
1: Not, cause like sometimes like I characters and Raid Rider characters will like, you know, have weird line reads and be all cartoony, they're all archetypes, right? But like, there's a, there's a way that Power Rangers talk when they are Power Rangers, you know? Like, and I feel like there's somebody directly off camera going, no, 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 no. Say it like a Power Ranger, you know? Like, they, they may come on and give like, you know, a sarcastic line, cause they're a sarcastic character, or like an earnest line, cause they're an earnest character, and the someone would be like, no, 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 you have to say, ready? Ready? Huh? Oh boy! Like, they, every time. Whereas like, when Sentai teams talk during, like, when they're in costume, they're talking the way they were talking when they were out of costume. Like, there's a, when, when a, when they morph in Rangers, Then they start talking with their Power Rangers voice and delivering their lines like Power Rangers, you know, even in like one-liners and stuff. But like the character in the Sentai costume and out of the Sentai costume are the same character, even if it's not the same actor, because you know they're not, you know, contorting themselves around weird material. And so in that way, it could be a bit better. Obviously, like the action sequences are cut differently because there are different standards in Japan. You know, you don't you don't have a lot of that like hit spark thing where you know you show the punch, then you, like, cut to this perspective of the punch, and then you cut back, type of thing. So, like, yeah. things flow better in general. And I've been... Eh. Well,
0: that's... And that's something that the physicality of W made really clear. Like, characters were wearing big rubber suits, but that meant they could just hit one another. Oh, yeah.
1: And, uh, because you have this really well-trained, like, team of people who have been doing this forever, they're much better at, like, conveying personality in, like, all that shit, you know? It's not just, like, the head bobble thing. Like, okay. <laughs> It's, um, it's just uh-huh. one of those things where you don't have that. Like, one of the coolest things that ever happened in the yeah. uh, rider Fies was, so the main rider, main character, right? So like the rider gear would like go flying off your ass if you got like a stiff breeze hit you, right? So there was a situation where lots of people would become one of the three riders. And there was this moment where there was a secret, right? Where the other team, like the other group of friends didn't know that this third guy was a rider. And, and then once he reveals the secret to them, because it's like this whole conflict that they're not going to get too deep into. But the point is, there was a conflict like, like the writer represented. And they became friends with him. And they're like, okay, so we're not going to do this anymore, right? He said, right. And then like cut the three scenes later, Ryder comes in and just just blows up their house. Like, what? And the minute I saw him, I knew it wasn't him because the character had these very specific motions and ticks that he did. And like the way he fought. Every time he fought, he'd be like punch, kick, you know, elbow, stop. And then he'd like do these hand motions and he'd just go... And every time. So you knew that was him. You knew that was Takumi. And then here comes Ryder, just like marching in like Predator, knocking people down. I'm like, that's not him. There's that's no secret. That's not him. And that's that thing where, like, Shotaro looks like Shotaro, even when he's in the costume. Not just, you know, the, all these weird little affectations he has about, you know, trying to be cool. Because very much a guy who's, again, living up to the ghost of, you know, his boss and trying to be that guy. He's very much... Play acting. And I remember you were like making fun of him. I was like, no, no, he's, he's supposed to be a dork. He's clearly trying to be something he's not. You know? And that shines through. <laughs> you know? I, <laughs> that's the thing where you have that cohesiveness. And you have that willingness to go big, right? Because even a lot of the American shows don't have that. Because they're, you know, they're trying to maintain a sort of sense of adultness. Like, this, this, i'm trying to think of where where's the place for like live action children's superhero action shows like where's the budget for that besides power rangers right
0: oh in in the west it's it's super cringy, c rated um you know little kid stuff
1: yeah there's nothing that's like you know good action slash comedy drama type things it's it's like it's basically like the sort of things that you have on like nick junior and shit and then you know like teen comedies and then cartoons and that's it you know or they're watching grown ass adult shows. they like, you know, getting on Dad's next accounts and watching fucking Daredevil. Which don't do that. They give those kids some room to breathe, even if it's, you know, Conan Rider, which can occasionally get horrifying. Which was kind of the point. Give them that taste. Hit them with some monsters. You know, get their heart pumping, and then smooth them out. And, <laughs> and I'm clearly, I'm like wearing you down over here with all my of my mouth.
0: Well, it's it's more than like uh-huh okay <laughs> I I mean you're right this this happens every now and again in the show I was just like well yep Clay's right everyone <laughs> that stuff doesn't really exist in the West it's, we don't have anything like that like, I don't have anything useful to add
1: uh, again like where's like cause again it's the like reality of it where it's a real like that's why they're so like that's probably why Avengers has so successful because there was no option for them and like Power Rangers was out here fucking up right around that same time <laughs> because that, that was the only option and it it hasn't been living up to its potential which is something that Hasbro said who recently bought Power Rangers and we'll see what happens with that so it's like it's not in Saban's hands anymore it's in and you know you will you know this um how do you feel about the way Transformers is being handled it's like it's like an indication of what to expect from Power Rangers in the future
0: uh you mean the movies just the,
1: the, the franchise of transformers in general because because that those guys have power rangers now and so they're probably going to do similar things. right
0: so so broadly speaking my answer to that is a big shrug Mm -hmm. the transformers with with a couple of exceptions transformers largely wasn't good to start with when transformers got good it was an accident and then by the time transformers was consistently producing series that were good they were the results of people who had to some extent grown up with or loved Transformers when they were children. Mm-hmm. And the the Michael Bay side of things is just a return to the original form. What this means is anyone who's a fan of Transformers is kind of used to the idea of discarding almost everything. <laughs> I the the comics have got some really excellent stuff going on right now. But comics don't give you the visual spectacle of a transformation sequence in the same way. And that's, you know, that's a different experience. Not everyone likes it. Not everyone likes the way that comics have to be more focused on uh, good dialogue and, and um, intense characterization. There's a lot less we're just going to go on an adventure and punch a bad guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so in the fact that the, tr- the Power Rangers has been picked up by these same people, it's going to be exactly the same way as it is now. And, you know, some stuff you just got to pretend it doesn't exist or not care about uh. it.
1: <clears throat> Now, do, do you think they'd be li- liable to actually bring Ryder over for the, for like this next generation of kids? Cause I don't know. Like, eh, I would, like, I guess a lot of people would say the smart money is that there's no, there's, there's barely room for Rangers, let alone like multiple versions of this idea. Uh, yeah. I don't I think, I again, mean, yeah, we have fucking 15 DC shows and Marvel shows. So I could, like, and they're all doing all right. I mean, I think the standards of the mm-hmm. CW, like, how well your ratings have to be to continue are probably a bit lower than most people because it's a smaller network. But even still, like, yep. clearly there's something there. You yep. know? So, mm, I don't know.
0: There's there's also, we're just in the era of fragmented television, the idea of distributed networks and digital distribution and binge watching and all that stuff. uh, That that just means that smaller shows with niche interests can can succeed. I understand that there's a giant pile of Toku stuff on American Netflix because they're just like it costs us almost nothing to to put this up, so let's go for it. Oh yeah,
1: um, and interestingly enough, we started to see um, just straight up subtitled, uh, ad- you know, uh, DVDs and streaming of like the original Sentai series that Power Rangers based off. So we got Zou Ranger, Cocker Ranger, O Ranger, uh, Die Ranger, um, Nega Ranger, Oh and Turbo mm-hmm. and a uh, Car Ranger are all oh, you can just get them. Legitimately. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. Like, just subtitled by an official organization, by Sentai Filmworks. Who else? no, sorry, the Shop Factory is who does that. Sentai Filmworks is, oddly like, enough, Sentai Filmworks, I don't think does any Sentai. They just, they just dub <laughs> anime, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you think, right? Alright,
0: so, yeah. So, I think what we're gonna have to do is come back to talk about Kamen Rider double. <laughs> Because this has just been mostly a really interesting and, and a good example of like just a, a different take on superheroes through common writers in general. Yeah,
1: no, like Togusatsu, there's so, like, this is the thing that occasionally gets yeah. me when I hear people compare like Superman to Goku. Because it comes from this perspective of like, yeah, Japan, they don't do superheroes, they do like anime guys. Like, no, they do superheroes a lot. It's just, it's all on television and not in comics. The comparison to make is Superman versus Ultraman. Who is fucking insane and could just send Superman to another dimension, you know? So, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a way that Toku approaches the superhero narrative in its own way, which is, I would even say that like, your superheroes are their own thing. Like, completely, like, they're superheroes for sure, but they're like, Toku superheroes. And there's so much to get into with that. Like, I, I haven't even touched like Ultraman. But I've, like, we've talked at length about like Power Rangers and Sentai, but not this is, wasn't a sentai episode, There's more to say about sentai.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we basically this is this is the Toku primer.
1: So, now that we've <clears throat> gotten together and counted up your sins. This is a pleasure. <laughs> that's such a cool
0: phrase. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, I've got to I've got to find a way to talk about Kamen Rider W like in depth somewhere because that's such a good fucking phrase. Yeah, <laughs>
1: got to have a good catchphrase man you got to you got to have a good kick you got to have a good pose and you have to have a good catchphrase otherwise you ain't doing shit everybody yeah. else <laughs> all right <laughs> uh
0: yeah so that was our introduction to the basics of of toku uh kinda prima
1: particularly common rider
0: uh yeah yeah basically this is a bit of common rider talk episode <laughs> and we'll do more on it later another time
1: oh yeah Hey, think about this. Now you still have lots of room to do those 28 essays, those 35 essays. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You act, you act like that's weird.
1: I'm not. I'm, that's why I was like, you know what? If we give, if I let him do too much here, he'll probably like lose the motivation to do t- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyway, that was, as always, Clay. <laughs>
1: and that was Stalin. And
0: together we are one common writer. Um, so, hey, Clay. Do you think Blade could take that off? <laughs>